Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast episode. Have you ever thought to yourself, no one cares, my story doesn't matter, God doesn't care about these little details, or it won't change, or do you not speak up, you not share, or you isolate from others? This is common. Many people will believe, I'll just keep it all inside because I'd rather the pain destroy me than everyone else. We think we're helping other people by keeping our issues to ourselves. We don't ask for prayer, but we pray for other people. We are the ones that help others. What problem with these ideas is that it magnifies and multiplies our problems. We actually become worse because the root of us thinking that we're keeping pain away from others is that our pain ends up increasing and we don't receive revelations from the Lord. And at the root of this terrible lie is... I don't matter. Today's show is titled, How to Experience Freedom at the Point of Situational Annoyances. Last week, two new episodes came out. On Monday, it was titled, Empower Your Mind with Words of Life for Mental Health Freedom. I talk about common phrases and words that we use that limit us from receiving what God desires for our mental health, like, I will always have depression. And I share how we can break free from these limited words and what to say instead. On Thursday, I had guests, Heather and Michael Nurgren, share their story with sex and porn addiction. They were very vulnerable and shared how they have found freedom and even created a business called Triggered. They are offering a discount for my listeners for two free weeks. Make sure to use the code STRONGTOWER when you check out. Their website is www.triggered.app. Check out their website and also go back and listen to these episodes. I really want to thank you for listening to my podcast and sharing it with your friends. If you haven't left a review on Apple Podcasts, please do so. I see them personally and I appreciate them very much. And if you have an idea or a need for a podcast show, please email Heidi at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. Let's pray. Holy Spirit. We welcome you right now. Be with the listeners right where they are at, however they are feeling. I pray for the grace to let go of our expectations, that we can enter into the space of impossibility with God. I thank you that you are the God of the impossible and that we can do more than we ever thought or imagined. I pray for rest, for peace, and relaxation to receive your love your revelation, and your grace right now. I pray for the listeners to realize the power of their story, no matter how small. Open them up to receive your wisdom and revelation. Help us, Holy Spirit, to realize how powerful each one of us is because of the cross, not because of what we have done. 
Help us to see that you love us and care about every little detail in our life. I pray for your grace over what we think, what we feel, and what we say. Help me to speak exactly what you need me to speak for the listeners in this podcast. Help us not to strive, but to yield to you. Thank you for your mercy, for your grace, and for your presence. In your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Throughout running a mental health agency, doing groups, and doing therapy, I have seen very often how afraid people are to truly share their story. And I'm not talking about the story at the end that's wrapped up in a bow, the end of the book, chapter 10 in a 10-chapter book, but the ugly, raw, emotional story of pain, hurt, excitement, or joy, whatever it may be. This could be maybe chapter 4 in a story. It's the problems. It's the pain. It's the messy middle where we don't have an answer. We are afraid to share, and many of us learn to just stay silent because who cares anyways? If I share, it's not going to be hurt, or maybe I won't get an answer. This is a lie, and it's what we tell ourselves to actually protect ourselves from that pain. Working with trauma clients, I see many are actually silenced from a childhood of invalidation and insignificance, and it plagues them throughout their life and they don't even know how to speak their own story or their own thoughts. When we hear Matthew 11, 28 through 29, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. We hear this verse and sometimes don't even know what it means. How do we take his yoke upon us and learn from him? How do we come to the Lord and get rest? I see clients feel so much shame to even share with me, a mental health therapist. Sometimes it will take six months plus or even a year for some people to feel comfortable and open up and share something that you and I might not even think is a big deal. The clients want to present themselves as perfect and put together, even for me. The problem with this, this I am presenting myself as perfect and put together, is that in that idea, you actually create a bigger chapter four. You create a bigger messy middle. You think you're at chapter 10, but you're not. The other thing I see is that clients don't even realize that what they have is important. They don't see that their story is meant to be shared. So there's all these lies that we believe and they keep us from receiving a powerful revelation from the Lord to grow and be transformed. It stops us from learning how to go to the Lord and get rest, how to take his yoke upon us and learn from him. As I'm talking about my clients, I want you to hear that this is more than just my clients. I'm talking about myself. I'm talking about you, your family your pastor, your friends, we all have struggled to truly open up and share our story. Revelations 19.10 says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So this means that when God is moving, he will do it again. His spirit is at work. So Jesus desires for us to open up, be vulnerable, and share our story. Transformation comes when we are vulnerable. 
But here's the key, though. We have to move. We have to speak. We have to do something. We can't just do this with anyone. But first, we even need to know that it's there and we have to share it, either with ourselves or with God. I often think we can't even do that. We have been used to putting up walls that we repress our feelings about ourselves, and we have no idea that we even feel a certain way. So if we go back to that verse about taking my yoke upon you, well, I believe that in this verse, we first have to know what it is that we need to learn from him, what it is that we go to the Lord with. And if we're not even aware of that, it's hard for us to get the revelation. What I think is underneath this, this kind of hidden secret see that we, we don't even know that there's something we need to talk about, is shame. Shame loves secrecy. Brene Brown says that shame hates it when we reach out and tell our story. It hates having words wrapped around it. It can't survive being shared. Shame loves secrecy. When we bury our story, the shame metastasizes. Romans 8.1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the to the spirit. You guys, we are walking in the spirit. We are not walking according to the flesh. So what does this mean? And what does this have to do with our story? Well, if you can see that in the midst of your mess, in the midst of the chapter four, is actually where God lies and where he shows up. This is where the revelation is at, the middle of a mess, difficult situation, moments of sin, and just really the yucky stuff, like my story that I'm about to share. One night, I was really tired, and I had just brought my girls home from a church event. I wanted to go straight to bed and prepared my girls for that. When I got home, my husband was still up with our son. He said that they could all stay up and cuddle for five more minutes. I told my husband, that he can put the kids to bed by himself because I want to go to sleep. We then got into a fight in front of the kids. He told me that I need to figure it out when I'm tired. And I said, don't yell in front of the kids. And there were some other things that we yelled as well. Here is what my flesh focused on after this. My husband needs to have radical grace for me. I had an off night and I was tired and I wasn't being patient. I get to have those nights. That's really what I was thinking. He needs to see the best in me and not focus on what I'm doing wrong. I know that it's actually what brings people to change. So if only he would switch the strategy that he's using, I would actually be encouraged. Then my brain starts spinning to the end of the year. And what if he keeps doing this? And by the end of the year, I'm not going to be able to stand him. And I don't like him. And I just spin in these negative thoughts. Does this sound familiar? Have you done this yourself? Here is what is quite amazing about being in the presence of God, even during these moments. I did not feel shame for my behavior, nor towards my husband. It wasn't okay what I was doing, and it wasn't okay what he was doing. Hebrews 13.5 says, I will never leave you or forsake you. I have received revelation about this word a couple years ago, and it stuck with me. And so in these moments where I'm not making good choices and where things are not going great, God is 
there. And I've gotten revelation about that. So I pray for you to have that and that you can bring him in to each of these little moments. My flesh did not like my husband in that moment. That's where I honestly was at. But because I knew that God doesn't ever leave me or forsake me, I knew that he actually had something for me even in that moment. In the past, I would have actually felt shame. But I've been focusing on the presence of the Lord more. And I believe it. I believe that he never leaves us or forsakes us, even in these moments. This is what I did. Before bed, I repented and then I kept declaring, I love my husband. I love my husband. I honor my husband. I honor my husband. I honor him. I love him. I love him. I love him. And I just kept repeating that. At the time, I did not feel it. So some of you are thinking you fake it till you make it. Don't like this that I'm doing this. I'm not talking about pushing this down. I still was honest with God. I was not pushing away my feelings. However, I have experienced moments like this enough to know that this was not new. I did not want to keep going down the same hole that I've gone down before of my negative thinking. So I knew I needed to do something different. I knew these reckless negative thoughts, my fleshy desires, was not what God wanted me to stay in. After declaring these things, I quickly fell asleep. In the morning, I had a revelation from God that the reckless grace I thought my husband needed to have for me was reckless grace I needed to have for him. Yes, he did yell in front of the kids. Yes, he did not have grace for me in that moment. But if I keep focusing on what he is not doing and that he needs to change, nothing will ever change. This is a word for some of you. If you keep focusing on what someone else is not doing, nothing will change. In my prayer conversation with God, I heard that I am not who will change my husband. Meaning, it's not my responsibility to always have this reckless grace towards him so that he will see me and seeing me be like Jesus to him will make him change. When you have this attitude that when you're being Jesus towards other people, you want them to change them, it won't work because it's conditional. You have to surrender this for the spirit to do the work. You want to surrender all your worries, give God everything. Give God the person you're worried about. Give God the situation that you're worried about so you can move to a place of more rest and not anxiety. 2 Timothy 1.9 says, He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So I'm giving you a little insight of how God will show me things and revelations that move me closer to God and further away from the enemy. I wanted to bring you into this vulnerable moment because it means that God's moving right now in all of us. It's not always in these big sweeping moments. There is deep revelation in the heart of these little annoyances, these little frustrations. Even if you have doubt God is in there. He has a nugget for you, but you've got to give it to him. After I got home from going to the gym, having this conversation with God, I got home and I'm getting ready. My husband came to me and he said, 
I love you no matter what. And I responded with, I love you no matter what. Previously, my flesh would have wanted to remind him of what he did wrong, how I truly felt, and what he did by yelling in front of our kids. But not this day. God showed me reckless grace. He showed me that I am just as flawed as anyone else and that I am captivated by the cross in every single moment. In this moment, God won. In this moment, the enemy lost. I don't know about the next day or the day after that, but I know that in this moment, God won. And I'm so grateful for that. I am grateful that I know I'm not at the end of the book. I'm not at chapter 10. I know that I'm somewhere between maybe chapter 5 and 6, but I actually don't really care because in this moment, I know that God sees me. He sees my husband. He sees my children and he's loving me right where I'm at in that moment. Where is it that you need to bring God into? Where is it that you need to have reckless grace for someone else, for your story? Are you seeing every detail of your story as being exposed by God? There is nothing hidden in Christ. Luke 8, 17 says, For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be made known and come to light. We can try to pretend that we are fine or that we are at the end of our book presenting ourselves as perfect. We can think that that's what we look like. But God knows. He knows where we are at and he knows where we're at in our book. He's not shaming us at all. He's loving us right where we are at. If you are in the middle of a deep depression and you are struggling to get out of bed, to go to work, he is right there. If you're facing a problem in your marriage and you are not getting along, or maybe even the topic of divorce is coming up, God is right there. If your child is struggling with suicidal thoughts or using illegal substances, God is right there. Don't pretend that nobody cares or that everything is fine. Yes, the pain is is brutal and I mean it can be brutal but there is no amount of pain that we face here on this earth that can even compare to what Jesus did for us on the cross every single nail he took the blood that he shed was for you it was for your spouse it was for your children it was for your life Let the power of the gospel sink into every part of your story, your day, your life. These little moments where God's grace comes in and make a captivating shift. It's how we move from glory to glory. Christ in you is that hope of glory. Colossians 1.27 I am a licensed mental health therapist. But more importantly, I am a human just like you. When our stories share some vulnerability and we share some part of our testimony, we become real and relatable. And we can inspire people. You can feel encouraged that you're not alone. You can take the trek through the path of a divorce, depression, anxiety, eating disorder, PTSD, 
bullying, a loss, whatever it is that could be keeping you stuck. The moment of revelation that God had me to receive that radical grace for my husband was the Holy Spirit moving. Through this episode, do you feel closer to me as I'm vulnerable with you? I pray that through listening to me, you're finding yourself growing in courage because the Holy Spirit is moving through my vulnerability. How can you now step out and be brave and be vulnerable yourself? At the heart of my little story, this little tiny story that I'm sharing, was this, I matter. I allowed the spirit into a little moment and God showed up. I did not feel shame. I brought him in it, though my flesh did not want that. Take this for yourself. You matter. Every single little story you have. I did not start out not feeling shame, but we have to start somewhere. Truth is the truth. There is no condemnation in the kingdom of God. This is true. God never leaves you or forsake you. This is true. Invite him. Have some courage. He has something for you. He has a treasure to unfold, a box to open up. He has a new revelation for you to gain and wisdom to take. There's a quote that I found in an article from Stephen Atchison. It says, emotional pain is not something that should be hidden away and never spoken about. There is truth in your pain. There is growth in your pain, but only if it's first brought out in the open. Your story matters. Your pain can be someone else's transformation. And one thing I should mention, you don't have just one story and it's not always big. Some of them are little shimmering moments of hope that changes someone's day or week. Step out and be someone's transformation and thank the people who have helped you to be yours. Start sharing the strength found in your story and watch what happens. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I thank you for this episode. We thank you for your presence with the listeners right now. I pray that the listeners are able to truly step out and see the value of every single part of their life and their story, that Jesus cares. I pray for the listeners to know that you love them with an everlasting heart. And I also pray that you can let it go. If there's any pain from people that you've opened up to and they haven't received it well, I pray that you can let that go. Give it to Jesus. Give him your rejection. We thank you, Jesus, that you've taken away our pain. You've taken our rejection from others that did not know how to show empathy and love. We forgive them, Lord, and we pray for our loved ones who have hurt us. We pray for blessings on them and for you to guide them and see how much you love them as well as us. I pray for courage for our listeners to see what you have for them and for them to see the victory that is in the name of Jesus. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace and help in time of need. I pray that we come boldly to your throne of grace. 
We declare victory over our life, over our stories, no matter how big or small. We thank you, God, that we matter and we walk in that confidence about everything in our life. We thank you that you see and you love and you care for everything in our life. Give us the ability to hear from you, to share our story with others and bring impact to others' lives. We pray for the testimony of our story to be Jesus in someone else's. I thank you, Lord, for freedom, for any situational annoyances that come our way. Thank you for your power and authority. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.